So we spoke about uh, Lord Balaram's appearance last night. Uh, Dhananjay Prabhu was so kind to give us this nice discourse. We discussed uh, uh, Lord Balaram, his appearance. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Lord Balaram uh, was the first expansion of Lord Krishna. He is, uh, it, it, and when you think about getting personal with God, trying to understand Him, His personality, sometimes it might help if we think, what if I were God? What would I do? I would want a close brother, you know, big brother. Powerful, strong, fun, merciful, you know. So, Krishna, it's not amazing. Sometimes people, when I uh, that haven't heard much about this philosophy, when I'm talking about Lord Balaram and Krishna, they're saying, "Well, what is? Who is this Balaram? Well, it's Krishna. Well, is it Krishna or Balaram? Well, it's Krishna and Balaram. It's one soul, two bodies. But yet they're independent. You see." So, they are and they are, I mean, they <coughs> are and are not different. And they are and they are not the same. Krishna can do that. He's God. And he doesn't have to explain it to anybody. <laughs> he just does it. So, uh, Lord Balaram is um, an expansion of Krishna. I don't know what I did with my Bhagavad Gita. Yeah, that one right there, that's good, yeah. That'll be good. I can't see the orange one. That's good. Uh, so, this Balaram is an expansion of Krishna uh, to display strength. Oh, that's mine. <laughs> so it comes home, thank you. Uh, he's also the first guru. Balaram is the first guru. Oh. The significance there is that this guru is the one that we use to get Krishna. You see? By the mercy of Krishna, one gets guru. By the mercy of guru, one gets Krishna. So it's said that you cannot approach Krishna without first pleasing Lord Balaram. You see? We need to please him. So, uh, what does Balaram want? What does he want us to do? Surrender to Krishna. Surrender to Krishna. You see? So, um, this point of surrender, we in this material world, myself included, um, we have a problem with this word, surrender. It has negative connotations. That's what General Lee did to General Grant. That's what the Japanese did after we dropped nuclear weapons on them. You see? It doesn't sound good. Besides, we're a little puffed up and we have false egos and we don't want to surrender to anybody. You see? Something kind of in our, in our psyche kind of keeps us from surrendering. Or uh, even admitting that we should surrender. You see? But uh, if we analyze the spiritual nature of surrender, as I've said many, many times, once you bring love into the equation, it changes everything. In material sense, there is no love. 
in the material world. Now, what we call love is motivated. I love you because you give me something. And I love you because I get something from you and I care for you. And You see, I love you because you're talented. I may love a, a beautiful lady. She's beautiful. She pleases my eyes. So you're pleasing my senses. I get something. So, uh, And as long as you satisfy my senses, then I have this love for you. The divorce rate in this country is over 50%. So we can see that sometimes it starts out, ah, I love you. You see? And then it goes away. You know, in a few years, oh, I hate her. Why? Well, the person's not going to tell you well, she stopped pleasing my senses. But that's basically what it is. You know? Well, she used to be, she used to look like this, and now she looks like that. She used to say like this, now she says like that. It, you see. In other words, now you're not giving me what I wanted you to give me. So, off with this. So how many wonderful moments do you think, you know, you see sometimes as I travel, uh, <clears throat> sometimes... I may be by some uh, tourist area, and you'll see what what appear to be it's like it, it, in in the mountains in Tennessee. There's this town called Gatlinburg, up in the mountains in East Tennessee, near the Smoky Mountains National Park, and it's a popular place for honeymooners to go. People that just got married they go to Gatlinburg, and you can see the, the newlyweds strolling down the street, holding hands looking at the beautiful mountains and as one may be looking this way and the other is looking this way and then when, they're, when they, their glances meet they're like oh, I'm so glad oh here we are and they're you know you take a snapshot of that moment it's a wonderful moment remember when we were in Gatlinburg you know it's so wonderful a few years later that's no longer a wonderful moment well, when we were in Gatlinburg, I thought you told me you loved me. Yeah, well, that was before you, you know, you see. So in other words, I reserve the right to go back and erase that, you see. This is material world love. But we're talking a love uh, that's uh, inconceivable sometimes for us. We have to think of this love for Krishna uh, as uh, uncontaminated, unconditional, you see. Once we get to know Krishna, we can't help but love him with all of the fiber of our being, you see. I ask nothing from you, my Lord, except please let me serve you. Love means I want to do for you. Please, what can I do for you, you see? When you see somebody that you truly care for, you think, oh, my dear Prabhu, how can I, can I get you some water? Can I get you some you know, nice place to sit, you see? Immediately, I've stopped thinking about what I want from you, what you can do for me. Now, we need to hang on to those, those moments, you see. It needs to be our relationship, you see. So, uh, uh, what does Krishna say about this? Uh, uh, chapter 2, I think it's verse 7. Karpanya dosho bhattasvabhavaha prichami tvam dharma samud chetaha yachtreha shan nishchitan bruitan me sisyastayam shadi mam tvam prapanam. So, 
Krishna says, he's in the battlefield with Arjuna, and Arjuna is saying, now I'm confused about my duty, and I've lost all composure because of miserly weakness. In this condition, I'm asking you to tell me for certain what is best for me. Now I'm your disciple, and a soul surrendered unto you. Please instruct me. He's begging, please instruct me. Listen to what he says. Now I'm confused. So Arjuna comes to this. This is uh, uh, a pivotal moment in our lives. And every, everywhere, and, and, and everyone that's on the spiritual path has to come to this moment before you can make any spiritual advancement. You have to come to that moment. This is like a come to Jesus moment. You see? You're going to say, I'm confused. I, I don't know if I can figure this out all by myself. Could you please help me? Now who do we say this to? One who's qualified to help. Guru, you see. In this condition, I'm asking you to tell me for certain what is best for me. I don't know what's best for me. You see? Now that's diametrically opposed to our uh, attitudes before we enter spiritual life. Before we get serious about spiritual life, I know what's best. Don't you tell me what's best for me. Who do you think you are, buddy? Isn't it like that? You can say, well, you know, I think you... Well, hey, did I ask you? Who do you think I am? You know, isn't it? Puffed up. See, I know. So many times. Sometimes even after spiritual life, people have that. Who are you telling me for? Well, Prabhupada said you're not supposed to. Do. What do you mean? Where did Prabhupada say? Well, excuse me. Okay, whatever. You see. So sometimes even after, we can't let go of that. You see. Surrender is a continuing process. It's something that we can't just reach in our pocket and pull it out. We can't go to the store and just buy it. Now we have it. You see, it's not possible. It's like love. Love is something, it's just like sometimes people say, oh, but uh, uh, why do I need, all we need is love. I don't, I don't need this Bhagavad Gita and I don't need, you know, offering the incense and offering the food and associating. All I need is love. Well, where will you get it? Do you just have it? Do you, re do you carry it in your pocket and you take it out? What is that? Huh? It's developed. This is a very wonderful, very special thing. Going back to Godhead, finding Krishna, achieving Krishna is very wonderful, very special. You see. This surrender to Krishna is very special. But something that we work at. Now some, some of us may have to work for a very long time. Some of us we can do it very quickly. Sometimes I see people and I, I think, well, this person you know, must have been a devotee in their last life. It seems like you know, they go from zero to 100 miles an hour in like two seconds. Other people it seems like it's just you know, whatever. Not because they can't, because they won't. They're hung on. They're, they're hanging on. It's like you've got this current. There's a current that's flowing. 
especially since the time of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He set this, it's just like if you go to the Ganges River, you can see the Ganges is flowing. The uh, current is so strong, you know, you can't swim across, it'll take you down into the Bay of Bengal if you're not careful. You see, isn't it like that? Big, wide river, deep, strong current. It's like the boat from uh, Mayapur that goes over to Navadweep. The current's so is pushing so much on the boat, he's got to steer into it, you know. And then coming back, he's got to steer into that current just to go straight, you know. So there is a current if you uh, take up devotional service that is pulling you back to Krishna, back to Godhead, back to uh, Krishna praying, full love of Godhead. It's, it's there. So why doesn't it take us right away? You know, if you, it's just like if you see a leaf hanging over a tree and the leaf falls off the tree and hits the Ganga, you know, the current just sweeps it away. Isn't it? A little twig or something falls in it. The current just takes it away. Why doesn't that happen to me? Because I'm holding on. You see? Oh, oh Krishna, please save me. Take me, give me love of Godhead. And the current's pulling, but I'm holding on. I let go a little bit. Uh, uh, here I go. Oh, I don't know. Gee <laughs> whiz. All right. Oh, no, no, I don't. Wow. If I let go of all my material attachments, it's, this is going to sweep me right to Krishna. Oh, that's kind of scary. I think I'll hold on. But I'll chant. You know, I'll let go a little bit, but I'll grab back on. Let's see. And my attachments, that's what's holding us. We can go right now if we want to. We can go immediately. It can, it can be at the drop of a hat. You can, if you let it go, you're out of here. You see? So it's a process that we have to go through to learn the proper way of surrender. You see? This learning to accept the Guru. Krishna says, you, you could, some people think, well, I can, you know, I don't really need all this. I can, I can find God on my own. You see? Well, how's that working for you? Are you pure devotee yet? Let's get together next year. I'll be back in San Antonio next year. See if you're a pure devotee. You can do it all your own. You know, some people think, oh, I can do it on my own. I don't need this. So how long have you been trying you know, to do this on your own? You see? How long are we going to slow it down? How long are we going to hold on? And what are we holding on to? You see? We're, we're holding on something that keeps this current pulling us. It keeps it, uh, it from pulling us back to Krishna. Do we ever look at it and see what it is? Oh, it's ridiculous. Why am I holding on to this? What is my attachment? What did I have? Ew. You know, let me go. Go to Krishna. Krishna will take you. Krishna is trying to pull you. We've come into this uh, association of Krishna's devotees. We're chanting the holy names, taking prasadam, we're associating with one another. See, we're saying to Krishna, "Please take me." Krishna's saying, "Oh shit! Okay, very good. Here you go. Come on. Here you go. You're in it. I'm in the boat. You're in the. You're drowning. Come on. Huh? What? 
No. Okay, I thought you were calling. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna. Huh? Oh, I heard you again. Oh, okay, here you go. Huh? No? See? And Krishna's like, okay, all right, I understand. Well, let's stay in touch, you know, call me. Just don't forget about me, I'll be here. But, you know, be patient. I don't know what it is that you find more attractive than me, but I'm sure, you know, that you have some reason for it. But I'm here, you see. So, uh, we have to let go. We have to let go of the things that hold us, you see. And we do that by uh, taking hold of those things that will pull us to Krishna. What is that? We want to take hold of the chanting of the holy name. We want to take hold of devotional service. How many times in Bhagavad Gita does Krishna say, you know, be my devotee, render service. He keeps saying, you know, Give it all up, just become my devotee. Give up everything. Don't do anything, just become my devotee. He repeats it, chapter after chapter after chapter. Just surrender to me. Just become my devotee. You see, that's all he wants. Love me. I want you to love me. Because you already do, but you've just forgotten. You know, we're having like, a, what is it? Amnesia. A spell of amnesia. Can you imagine... Uh, having the most perfect relationship, the most perfect love affair, and your lover gets a conk on the head, and, and now they look at you and they say, well, who are you? And you're saying, oh, but, but don't you remember? But it's me. Who are you? We shared so much together for eternity. We were together. Well, I don't know who you are. My name is Krishna. Oh, who is Krishna? What do I need with Krishna? So Krishna is thinking, oh, well, so now you're in this illusion. Someday you'll wake up. I know you will. I don't know when, but I, I know you will. Because you have free will. It doesn't mean anything unless you uh, have free will. You have to exercise your free will, and you have to go at your own pace. Now Krishna will, Krishna will allow his devotee to help you and to encourage you but not to remove your free will, you see. So therefore, Krishna sends the guru. And when you say to Krishna, or if you say, well, I, you know, you could, if you could talk and pick him up, pick up the phone and call him on the phone. Hey, Krishna, you know, I'm ready to come home. You know, I want to surrender. What's Krishna going to say? Then surrender to my devotee. Show me. I don't accept your surrender. You surrender to my devotee. That's how I get your surrender. You must have guru. You see. The importance of Balaram. The first guru. You see. We must have guru. Otherwise, what is this? Oh, I can do it on my own? I'll wander around? I'll roll the dice? No. We have to have guru. Krishna is sending the guru as the hand out that's reaching here. You're drowning. I'm in the boat. Grab hold. I'll take you. You see. That's the guru. The guru is saving. You see. So we have to see that. That is the object of the game. Once we get guru. But we say, well, I don't know. 
what if I take a guru? What if, what if he tells me to do something I don't want to do? You know? He may say, well, okay, now go to Africa and preach. You see, what if he said that? You have to be ready to do it. But if you find proper guru, he's going to know your mind. The guru's not going to say, oh, leave home. Leave your wife and child. Go to Africa and preach. The guru's not going to say that. You see? The guru is the connection to Krishna. Krishna knows your heart. Through uh, super soul, the guru understands. You see? It's not an easy business. The guru's not, it's not a casual thing. There are casual gurus. You know, you give them money, they be guru. But I'm talking a guru that looks into your heart and knows, ah, oh, this is best for you. Yes, you should stay here. You should do this. You should do that. You see, according to your propensity and, uh, uh, and according to your level of surrender, according to time, place, and circumstance, he only does what will enhance your spiritual life. You see. So we have to work up that faith in Krishna's devotee. We have to have the, the help of the Guru. See, once we accept Guru, and then we're giving our life to Krishna. You know, doesn't mean Guru calls you every day. You know, did you pick up that trash I told you to pick up in the back? No, I didn't. Oh, why not? You know, it's not like that. Guru's not pounding on you every minute. You have a temple president to pound on you every minute. <laughs> So, it's a process that we buy into. Uh, we, uh, we have to, as I said, we have to buy into it. Uh, we take some ownership. We take ownership of our service. We don't just do it. Just doing, that's good. Uh, sometimes people say, how can I learn, how can I love Krishna? I can't see him. I can't touch him. Krishna's not so cheap. We say, okay, all right, Krishna, I believe in you. Show up. Come on. Show yourself. Chop, chop. What's, what are you waiting for? If you're God, you should be here already. You see? It's not a cheap thing. Krishna's name, his form, his pastimes, his glories, and his paraphernalia are all the same. Isn't it? And we're sitting on his paraphernalia right now. This is his paraphernalia. This is Krishna. This mandir is Krishna. So the devotee sees this is Krishna. I'm buying into it. I'm taking ownership. I want to see that this place is nice. Therefore, the devotee may be walking past that he sees like a candy wrapper. You know, in the yard, he pick it up. Prabhupada would do like that. Well, what is this? Pick it up. It's not like, oh, let somebody else do that. You see, taking ownership. See it as Krishna. See it as Krishna. You know? We can love his paraphernalia. We can love this mandir. We can actually feel love. It's just like if you have... Um, Let's just say your wife is gone. 
she's out of town for six months in India for whatever reason, and you can't go because you have to work. And you start to long for her. But then you forget you're, you're attracted to some other things. And then one day you maybe come across one of her favorite saris. Immediately you're going to remember, isn't it? You're going to think, oh, I wish she was here. I miss her so much. So personal items can remind you of the owner and actually set off this love, this feeling of love. So if we try hard, if we work hard, everything we see, when you go in the kitchen, we see a pot. You know, this is Krishna's. This is Krishna. This is Krishna's pot. This is Krishna's kitchen. This is Krishna's floor. If we were advanced enough, we would think of this as being Krishna's floor and faint. I'm not. I'm not. You see. To see something that belongs to him. Oh, Krishna. The thought of Krishna. You see. So we can practice our love for Krishna through loving his paraphernalia. Loving his devotees. You see. Loving one another. Loving his living entities. We can take it outside this property. We can take it outside this county. We can take it outside this state. Outside this country. And we love all of Krishna's living entities. We can do that. You see. But there's one thing we have to do before we can make any progress on that point. We have to take the I out of the equation. We have to stop thinking of I, me, and mine. We have to start thinking of the others. You see. Krishna wants me to serve Guru. He also wants me to serve all living entities. It's all, it's all in Bhagavad Gita. Become servant. You see. When you're uh, enjoyed by the devotees and all living entities doesn't mean that well I'm nice to you because you're a nice devotee but then when I go to the store I'm not nice no be a devotee wherever you go whatever you do be a devotee be the change that you want to see be it I hear so many people especially young folks they have uh, ideology, uh, ideolog is that the word? Ideolog ideology. Ideology, thank you. Ideology. You know, so many things they want the world to change. Be it. You do it. You know, sometimes, so oftentimes we say, well, they don't do this. And, you know, they don't do this at the temple properly. You know, they're always late. They're this, they're that. And I always say to people, who is they? When people talk to me about the government or say, they're this, who is they? Who is this they? That's impersonal. We have a tendency to be impersonal. I was talking with Jai Dwight tomorrow, year before last in India, we were talking, we had some nice talks, and, and he was saying, yeah, it's like when we first became devotees, remember? Prabhupada would say, he would be talking about these mayavadis. And he's talking about these impersonalists. And you read his books and he's talking about the impersonalists, the impersonalists, the impersonalists. 
And we start to wonder, who are these people? What does Prabhupada have against these people? It's just all over in here. He's a personalist, the Mayavadis, this and that. Who are they? What did they do to Prabhupada to make him talk so much about them? And then one day we have the rude awakening. That's me. I'm an impersonalist. I always have been. I'm the Mayavadis. I'm who he's talking about in here. I don't see oh, personal. You know, to say they don't do this right, that's impersonal. When somebody, whenever I'm traveling through a temple and they're saying, you know, they don't do hey, well, hold it. Throw a name in there. Huh? Don't give me a they. Throw a name or two. Who? Who's holding you down? Who? Not a Imagine or a group of people. Who? Well, I don't know. The temple president. Oh, really? He's that bad a guy? He's actually holding you down? He's doing this to you? He really is? Well, not really. You know, get personal. Let's don't be impersonal. Let's get personal. We know when we're getting personal when it turns from they to we. They don't start on time. No, wait we don't start on time. Oh, wait a minute. Let's get even more personal. I. I. Well, they don't clean the kitchen. Well, wait a minute. We don't clean. Oh, wait a minute. I don't clean the kitchen enough. You see? Own it. If you own your share, then you don't have anything to complain about. And then whatever you own, that belongs to Krishna. You give it to Krishna. So that's how we, we do like that. This is mine. It's just like this famous story. Uh, Tamal Krishna Maharaj was on, uh, and, and Vishnu John Maharaj were on the bus, uh, one of the buses. Uh, well, it was the Radhadamana. It was on the, the bus that had Radhadamana. And this, these two devotees started arguing over a book. This particular book, the cover was all ripped. The pages were all dog-eared. Dog it was stained on the back. Some, you know, and this devotee was saying, you, look what you did to my book. And this one devotee says, it's not your book, it's Krishna's book. Everything belongs to Krishna. And Tamal Krishna Mara says, hold on, hold on. He said, all right, let's go with that. He held up the dirty book, the ruined book. He said, this is Krishna's book, right? And the devotee said, yeah. So he reached in his, bead, in his book bag and pulled out a pristine, clean, loved, respected book. He said, this is my book. Now this is Krishna's book. This is my book. I know it belongs to Krishna, but it's under my care. And out of love for Krishna and Guru, I keep it spotless. This is my book. This is Krishna's book. You can look at Krishna's van. You can look at my van. You see, when we say, well, that's Krishna's, we're getting a little impersonal because we don't really think so or else we would treat it with great respect. You see, great respect. So take ownership of it. This is mine. This, this is mine. I own it on behalf of Krishna. 
I want to see that it's nice. For Krishna and for everyone else. See? I want to see that things go on nice. I'm, I'm going to buy into it. This is our uh, inheritance. Srila Prabhupada has taken this wave of Lord Chaitanya's mercy and brought it to America. And this is the continuing current. Grab hold of it. This is your inheritance. You're here. You're entitled to it. See? Don't hang on. Let go, don't let go of the material. There's nothing to be afraid about. You see. We don't have to worry. Krishna will take care of us. He'll take you out of this material world. He will deliver you. But if we try to love everyone in the temple as, as, uh, as Krishna's property, buy into it, own it, take the responsibility. You see, why don't they pick up that paper? Oh, wait a minute. Why don't I pick up that paper? Why don't they cut the grass around here? Oh, why don't I cut the grass around here? Okay, any questions? Comments? Criticisms? If you have rotten tomatoes, now's the time to throw them. <laughs> Does this make any sense, though? I say this because I'm leaving, and I just want to see all of you happy, prosperous, uh, Krishna consciousness. And I want to say uh, how much I've enjoyed and the honor that I've had of, of you allowing me to be here. And uh, I just ask you all to please forgive me for my offenses. And I know there are many. So, um, but I'm, sometimes people say, hey, how are you? And I say, well, I'm envious of Krishna and offensive to the devotees, but other than that, I'm doing great. But I'm trying to let go. I'm trying not to hang on. I'm trying to go with the current. I'm trying to take some ownership. So uh, I'll be back uh, probably next May or June, like that. Uh, and I look forward to seeing all of you again, stronger than, happier than ever. And I know you'll be there. So, any any comments? Questions? Surely you have something to have. Alright, let's take Prasad. Jai all glory to Srila Prabhupada.